Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco, online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. We're glad you're with us this week, and a real treat this week. Maybe I say that every week, but I really mean it. A real treat this week as we visit with Baylor's associate head football coach and outside linebackers coach, Joey McGuire. John Morris and Brooke Bednars is back, and coach, I'm glad you're here, but we need to welcome Brooke back. We missed her last week, and Brooke, welcome back to you. Welcome back, Brooke. Thank you. I am happy to be here. We are glad you're here. We're at full strength, full strength again. And, Coach, welcome to you. Let me remind everyone to uh, make sure you subscribe to the Sikkim Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Really, wherever you get your podcast, you can find the Sikkim Podcast. Catch us every week for a new Sikkim Podcast and share on social media. And, Coach, uh, welcome to you. It's good to see you. Uh, This is uh, is a big week. Uh, Things are moving I'm going to say in the in a positive, positive direction. I'm yes. going to stay positive with all this. Tell us on on your end of the hallway, the football hallway. What's going on with you guys, with the coaching staff right now? Well, we're all back in, uh, which is awesome. Awesome to see everybody. We're you know you can only see everybody's eyes because we're all wearing masks, <laughs> um, but we're all back in. And then um, you know we get to start working with the players tomorrow in some individual drills. Uh, you know to be spread out, it'd be a little bit different, but um, anything. You know, Coach said it perfect this morning. We're trying to give everybody hope, and this is just one more thing that um, this thing's going in the right direction, and we're going to get out there with our players. And I know they're – I will tell you this, every single kid that I've talked to, and we do a lot of FaceTime and Zoom meetings with these guys, they're ready to go. Yeah, it's got to be great for you also, for them, but for you and the coaching staff to actually get back with the players. There's no doubt. You know, we we have uh, been at home doing our work from home and and all our Zoom meetings, and, you know, it's crazy uh, because this has been going on for a long time. And I I told my wife, I said, you know, I I feel like sometimes I'm losing a little bit of my identity. Hmm. I mean, this is the first time in 27 years I hadn't been through spring football. And so – you kind of lose that, and now getting back around the coaches, and, man, I cannot wait to get around the kids tomorrow, you know, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. You might be wearing masks down the hallway and at practice, but I bet there's some smiles underneath those masks, finally being out there. You know, you just mentioned kind of losing a part of yourself, but so what are you looking forward to most when you guys finally get to kind of be out there on the field together? That's been something we've been hoping for for a long time now. Well, um, you know, just honestly being around the guys, you're going to see there's just going to be an energy, um, you know, a spirit. That's what, you know, y'all know me. That's what I'm all about. I mean, I love positive energy. I love uh, coaching football and I love kids. And, man, we have some incredible players. And so getting around them, I'm really, really anxious 
uh, to in person meet William Bradley King. You know, I've, I've zoomed with him. He's been in my meetings and mm-hmm. in the installs. He's been up here working out with our strength staff and everything, but tomorrow's going to be the first time that in person, I'm going to get to meet wow. him and, you know, he's going to be playing outside linebacker for us. And man, I can't wait. I can't wait to meet him. We've, we've had some really good uh, interaction together, but now it's going to be face to face. Isn't that crazy to think how different it would have been in a normal year? You would have gone through spring practice. You would have had summer workouts. You guys would have been right. around, you know, them just coming through by your offices and everything, and, and that compared to the way it is this year. It is. It, you know, it's it's really different. But I, I'll tell you, uh, Coach Aranda has done a phenomenal job with the schedule that he's put together. Uh, Austin, of course, has helped him. He's, he's so organized, and I, I feel like that uh, – we're in a great place. I mean, we're we're definitely in a great place recruiting wise, and and so um, we're we're you know looking at this like how can we the be, be the best in the country during this time? And I think we're doing a great job, and it's because of his leadership. You mentioned not being able to get to know the guys and finally getting to see them for the first time. But fortunately, you're one of the few coaches who has been around and was here during Coach Rule's time and now still here for Randos. We've spoken with uh, several coaches who have said they are looking forward to, you know, seeing them for the first time, just their own position groups on the field and getting them going. So how has it been for you to kind of be that go-between for all these coaches and athletes during this time that's so unprecedented, especially when you have a new football coaching staff? Well, the one thing that I try to do every time we talk about the team is is just remind – we have a great locker room. Our locker room is – and our culture here is really, really strong. And I think the coaches that have had, you know, maybe the Zoom or just the winter position meetings and some of those – because we didn't get to meet with them, you know, real long. Um, when they get to do the individual meetings uh, or the small group settings, kind of different families to get to know the guys, they see, I think every time we've come back and we've recapped those meetings, every coach has said, God, this is just, this team is, is really close. Mm-hmm. They're really strong and they care about each other. And, and so I think they're seeing that. And I know they want to see that now in person. Well, we're glad you're still here as a part too. of Coach Aranda's staff. I we are really – I think that goes without saying, but I want to say it. we're glad you are uh, here, part of Coach Aranda's staff. And uh, you mentioned recruiting and how well you guys appear to be in, doing in recruiting. We can't talk about individuals, but Coach Aranda gives you and Sean and, and David Wetzel a lot of credit, you know, because you guys have been boots on the ground here right. and you are really a big part in recruiting success. Well, uh, you know, being a high school coach, I, I, I want to do and, – and uh, Coach Rule did this. Uh, coach Aranda believes in this. We want to do it the right way in this state. You know, we want to show these coaches the respect they deserve. They're, it's their kids that we're trying to recruit. And, you know, so many times I hear high school coaches say, man, Coach, I appreciate you calling me about an offer because there's a lot of places um, that I find out on Twitter my kid has an offer. And, you know, that's not the way we want to do things. And I think it helps us in recruiting. I think, uh, I mean, if you look at it, we have a lot of great things going on. We played, won 11 games, played in the Sugar Bowl, so that's a bonus. We're the number one team in uh, the Big 12 and graduation graduation rate. And, and we, phenomenal elite education at Baylor. And then you have a guy that was a defense coordinator at the national champ, for the national championship, and Coach Aranda, a uh, defensive-minded guy that's just incredible. And he works his tail off at it. I mean, he's a guy that he's right there with us to where – He's making all the calls that he can make. And so 
I think all of that together is is built a really strong recruiting line of what we're doing right now. What has that whole process been like during COVID and this pandemic? It's taken you guys away. When Coach Rana got here, the three of you, like like John just said, you really hit the ground running. You guys were all over the place with Coach Aranda, helping him get involved in the Texas high school football realm, even more so than he already was. Um, but ever, ever since everything kind of shut down, how has that been like for you guys? Well, we do, of course, like everybody else, I think around the country, do a lot of Zoom meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you, Larry McDonald and, and, and Vince, those guys have done a great job putting together like a virtual tour of what Baylor's all about. And we do a lot of that with recruits. Um, and, you know, that's that's been really, really good. And so um, I just think, you know, with, with Coach Aranda, with his background of recruiting the state of Texas, you know, he was a GA at Texas Tech and uh, recruited Houston whenever he was at LSU. And so he has a good idea of the landscape of Texas. And then just believing in doing it the right way, I think it's helping us. You guys uh, are, are looking for things to keep the players engaged, looking for ways to make contact. It's been interesting, some of the speakers you've, you've uh, brought in. No I, say, I say brought in, but by <laughs> Zoom, RG3, uh, Tony Dungy. Tell us about some of those. Well, I, I'll tell you, RG3 is one of the most impressive. And I, I knew him. Uh, in fact, Romy Blaylock played here and was his roommate when they were freshmen, and he played for me. Some of, some of his teammates at Baylor, John Jones and Chris Francis, they all played for me. So mm-hmm. I kind of knew RG3 a little bit. And then, of course, him coming back with Coach Rule. But, man, you talk about impressive and really made – I think just made such an impact on our kids. And, you know, one of the big questions, you know, a lot of our guys were asking, what can we do to, to impact what's going on in our nation right now? And one of his – I loved it. He said, how are you impacting Waco? Wow. You know, can't, can't – I want locally, how are you impacting Waco? And then um, you turn around and you have Tony Dungy. I've heard him speak before at an Under Armour game. And, man, you're talking about one of the most impressive speakers of, and one of the most impressive coaches. And he, again, one of the things that he said, they, it's amazing how, you know, things just line up and God has a plan of whenever these speakers come because he said whenever he went to Pittsburgh as a player, one of the first things that uh, Chuck said to them is, how are you going to impact Pitts- Pittsburgh? Wow. Not as a player, but as a person, your that. family. And so you just – they aligned together, and it, it was an incredible – it was an incredible experience to hear those guys talk. One thing that's been neat to see, I know for myself, for John, for all the fans, especially when RG3 did come and speak virtually with the team, um, something that you guys always are real keen in talking about is – how much of a family the Baylor football family truly is um, connecting RG3, connecting Waco. Uh, you kind of have a special tie, though. Baylor football family is one step further with your own son on the team. Talk about what that's been like coaching him from high school. I mean, I'm sure it's before high school, but high school all the way up. And then now getting to, to both be representing Baylor as uh, the McGuire, the McGuire men on the field. Well, it, you know, it's incredible. Um, I think he said it last year whenever we did that um, Father's Day video. And, you know, we just talked about we kind of thought it was coming to an end whenever we lost that last game against our rivals, DeSoto, in round four. And uh, Xavier Newman never lets me forget that. Um <laughs> But we thought it came to an end, and then we were able to come to Baylor together. And, you know, this this season that's coming up is kind of bittersweet because, you know, this is going to be it. And, um, 
you know, the great thing is I, I know somebody's going to take care of him. He's going to go coach or be a QC for Coach Rule as soon as he graduates. He, he, he'll graduate in December and then head to Carolina. Wow. So, um, but, you know, Baylor through and through, we both – I'll tell you, we, I never thought I'd say I bleed green and gold, but I have for <laughs> – I do, and uh, so does he. I don't think he ever thought he would say that either. But, man, it's just incredible. And the way that uh, – I, I give a lot of credit to, to Coach Rule and Mac um, because they have really taken care of the McGuire family as far as um, making us part of the Baylor family and taking care of Garrett and, and really groomed him, hopefully, to be – I sent him a text today, and I said, hey – Make sure you hire your daddy whenever you're a head coach. <laughs> so that'd be great. Well, it's great having Garrett here. I know it's fun for you, no doubt. and this will be a special season uh, for you guys, and uh, hopefully a special season for everybody. Your daughter Reagan is uh, is in New York City now. Right. Uh, how has she managed going through all this? Well, it's been crazy. You know, whenever that all, whenever it all first started, I mean, she really was. When they locked down, they locked down. Right. She didn't leave her apartment. Everything was delivered. Um, and, you know, she would call us and just go, I mean, and she lives in New York and her apartment is not very big, you know, and yeah. she's, uh, she's just saying, dad, can, when can I come home? And, and, but she had some stuff she had to do for work and then she got to come home for a couple of weeks and that was really good, but she's back to work. This is her third week, uh, going in the office and she's doing great. I mean, she's doing, uh, she, I'm brag on her for a second. She's a fashion designer and they came in and they said, look, we got to get some stuff out. Mm. We have 85 projects going. We want to pick 12, and we want to get these 12 out. And they, the 12 they picked were all her projects. Wow. And so, wow. yeah, she's a rock star. I mean, she is. she's really, really good. So, uh, you know, just, I mean, both of my kids, they got it from her mama. I promise you that. <laughs> but they're, they're, uh, they're both doing really well. Sounds like they're doing great, and, uh, you know, prayers over her to stay safe being Thank in you. New York City. Uh, yeah. Debbie is your wife, and uh, she seems like – take this the right way. She seems like a perfect coach's wife. I mean, she, yeah. she knew what she was getting into, right, with you. Where did you all meet? How did you all uh, get together? Well, she, she's a great coach's wife, and she, she comes from a sports family. You know, she was a cheerleader, but her brother uh, pitched for the uh, – Atlanta Braves and for the Rockies and for the Reds. And, and so she kind of was raised in that athletic uh, scheduled family type deal. Uh, we met at UTA, um, you know, and, and I'll never forget. I told my dad, like after two weeks of meeting her and, and, you know, I really wasn't looking for a girlfriend and she kind of had a boyfriend. And I, I told my dad, I said, how did you know mom was the right one? And he said, man, I'm just telling you, you're going to know Joey. And I told him, I said, well, I think I found her. And, not long after that, we were engaged, and then not longer after that, we were married. So, that. and we've been married for, uh, I'll screw this up, I think 26 years. <laughs> oh, it's 27. Oh. I'm in trouble. I know the date, though. We'll fact check it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we better check that. At least you know the date. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Summertime means vacation time. And while this summer may be different, at Allen Samuels, you can always count on our huge summer clearance event. It's on. We're moving out all remaining new 2020s. Every Dodge and Chrysler car and SUV. Every Ram truck and we haven't left out Jeep. They've got to go too. Deep discounts, special factory offers, and financing. It's time to say goodbye. Adios, 2020s. Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Drive forward. 
Bentwood Realty is a full-service real estate firm with more than 70 high-achieving agents who desire to make a positive impact in their local communities. Their agents stay actively involved in all buying, selling, and investing real estate transactions to make sure their clients receive the utmost level of service. Established in 2011 by brokers Kim Galvan and Rick Hines, both proud Baylor alumni. Call Bentwood Realty today, 254-300-4800. They're at 601 Lake Air Drive in Waco and BentwoodRealty.com. Now, back to the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. We're visiting with Joey McGuire, Baylor's associate head coach uh, for football and the outside linebackers coach as well, talking about your family and uh, what a great family you have, and, you know, and then your Baylor family as well. Uh, you, you had such a great high school coaching career at Cedar Hill, 14 years there, three state championships. Uh, am I right that Cedar Hill hadn't been to the playoffs either ever or for a long time until you took over and then you went 12 straight years to the high school playoffs? Well, they had been a few times, but they had never won a playoff game. Never won a playoff so game. So I think they we started playing football at Cedar Hill in 1923, wow. and 2006 was the first time we won a playoff wow. game. Wow. And we won every one wow. of them. Wow. Isn't that year. amazing? Oh, it was, it was uh, man, just incredible. And those were my babies. Those were – I came in, they were freshmen, so that was my first class that went through all four years with me. And we had 56 seniors on that team and 51 of them had been with us for all four years so that was really a cool experience really cool how about that and three state championships in there 06 uh, 13 and 14 which i think is serendipitous because baylor won the big 12 championship in 13 and 14 same year you were winning uh high school championships you were there uh, i'm sure you had offers along the way to uh to move up to either collegiate coaching or maybe even professional coaching uh when you got the opportunity to come here at baylor what was it about that timing and this opportunity that made you say yes well, I, I did. I was lucky. I had from uh, 2006 to 2016, I had an offer, at least one offer to go really? somewhere. And I went, actually, I went and interviewed in 2010 at Tulsa. And uh, Keith Patterson, the D.C. at Texas Tech, I thought he was going to go to A&M. And whenever I interviewed, I mean, I knew the whole deal. Coach Graham said, look, if he goes, it's your job. If he stays, I don't have a job, and mm-hmm. I still want you to come interview and so I interviewed with him and the AD, and they said, look, if he leaves, we want you to be the guy. Came back home. Chad Morse was going at the time. He called me. I knew Chad really well, and he's like, hey, let's do this together. And um, and then Keith didn't leave, so there wasn't a job. And, and kind of right after that, um, you know, my daughter was getting into high school, and I was working with her a little bit in powerlifting and, and loved that. And so I was like, I'm just going to wait until my kids get out. And we get beat. Uh, Coach Rule calls. We get beat uh, on a Saturday, and Coach Rule calls me like a Monday or Tuesday and asks me to come interview. And, man, it was perfect timing because Garrett was done. And if I was going to make the move, you know, that was a time. And I walked – th- I've told you this story before, but I walked out of that interview and I called my wife and I said, Debbie, if he offers us a job, we're going to Baylor. And there was a couple other schools that I was going to interview with, but he was the first. And whenever he said, Joey, won't you come to Baylor? I said, let's go. Wow. Yeah. 
And, Brooke, you got to understand the reference to the green and gold earlier. So he's at Cedar oh, Hill. You do know. Okay. Yes. You know tough. DeSoto. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. He had I'm to overcome a lot. I, I told you I didn't have anything green or gold <laughs> in my closet. <laughs> no, you did It was red, black, and white as far as you could see. I was going to say, I remember Miss Debbie giving you a hard time about you saying a while back that your favorite color was red. Yes. yes. And you so need they, to that to so green this, real quick. This, this is a true. Whenever I go on the road and recruit, I have Cedar Hill and DeSoto. And so whenever I go into Cedar Hill, I have nothing green on. And whenever I go into Soto, I have green on, but I have a Longhorn T-shirt, a Cedar Hill Longhorn <laughs> T-shirt underneath it. And I always show them to make sure they remember right. where, you right. know, and the secretary at DeSoto, That's she great. just gives, she made me change out and wear a DeSoto T-shirt one day. So uh, whatever, whatever it takes. We got Xavier Newman, BJ Hanspard. So if, that's, if I need to wear a DeSoto T-shirt, we're all right. <laughs> If you need a trailer, Flat Rock Trailers has got you covered. From light-duty single-axle utility trailers to the big text tandem duels. We also carry a full line of enclosed cargo trailers. Need a motorcycle trailer? We've got them. Need a dump trailer? We've got the largest selection in the state. Oil field trailers? We carry a full line of big text trailers to handle all your needs. Trailer repairs? We repair all makes and models. We'll even rent you a trailer if you need to use one for a day. Flat Rock Trailers, your number one source for all your trailer needs. Find us at flatrocktrailers.com. Relationships, community, home. Now more than ever, these are the things that we're holding fast to. Home should restore us from today and ready us for tomorrow. It's where stories are told and relationships are forged. Within those walls, memories are made, laughter is shared, and family is gathered around the table. For these reasons, we believe in home and that right now there is no better place to be. If you and your family are looking to buy or sell a home, head over to magnoliarealty.com. Magnolia is a proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. To say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great, from general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets. We go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. I, we, you mentioned a while back, um, you know, when you met Miss Debbie, knowing that she was the, she was the one. Um, how did you know, on taking it kind of to the football angle, though, how did you know that coaching was what you wanted to do? Well, the, you know, it's, we were actually talking about this Saturday uh, with some of my friends had come over and we were hanging out. And, and um, I, I wanted to be a neticist. I wanted to be a CRNA. And I was I was actually working in uh, a surgery satellite pharmacy, huh. and I was getting to meet a lot of different people and get I got to observe a lot of different surgeries, and uh, you know I was kind of going through that, but I was helping my dad on the side. He coached everything, you know. He coached me and my sister and everything. But then when we got you know past that, he started just coaching people in the community, and and I was helping him, and man, I just loved it. I couldn't get enough of it, and I was calling different people saying, Hey, can I help you on the side, this and this. And, and, uh, I think my mom was a little disappointed because a lot of my family's in the medical field. I've got a lot of nurses and a couple of dentists and everything like that. And she, when I called and I said, Hey, I'm going to change my major. She was, I think she was a little disappointed, but it's worked out for the best without a doubt. And she, you talking about somebody that loves going to high school and college football games. That's my mom. She actually, she loves it. 
So your dad wasn't – he wasn't even full-time coaching, no, was he? No, yeah. he But just, you sort of got the, the bug from him doing it, yeah. what he did? Yeah, he should have been. Yeah. I mean, I always tell him, you know, he missed that calling. But everybody knew him in Crowley. You know, everybody – he coached uh, every team you could think of in Crowley. For me growing up and and uh, once we moved there and then my sister in softball and, and then my – I had nephews that were younger and he coached their team. So, you know, that's – that's where I got the bug, and I'm glad I did. I mean, I, I don't know what my life would be like without that. Obviously, you've had a lot of success. Now you're here at Baylor, still continuing to have that success. But over your time of high school coaching and now college coaching, on both sides of the ball, um, what would you say is one of the biggest lessons that you've taken away from your time and all of your years of coaching so far? Man, that is a I, that's a good question. I, you know, I will tell you this, I, and I believe this, and I will I will tell you I've struggled with this a couple of times, which is, I mean, this is my foundation of everything I believe in, and I've struggled through COVID with this. But I believe that whenever you wake up in the morning and your feet hit the floor, you make a choice to be excited about life and excited about everybody you come into contact with. I mean, y'all know me. I'm I'm always excited and sometimes I don't feel like being excited but you know I choose that in the mornings and through some of this COVID there's times when my feet hit the floor and I'm like golly what you know what does this day look like I'm gonna have to get on another zoom and we're gonna be on zoom forever and there's no personal interaction um you know I laugh Larry Fedora I mean you talking about somebody that hates zoom I mean that guy's (laughs) like angry about and I get it I told him I said coach man I get it but I think the biggest thing um, is consistency every single day being the same person to people and bringing something in their life that, man, when they see that guy, this is what they're going to get, and he's happy, and he's excited about seeing them. And the one thing that I always took that, you know, it's one thing in high school and, and when you're dealing with a lot of different kids that, you know, don't have a dad you know, or you don't know exactly what's going on in their life. The one, I always said the one consistent thing was when they saw me at 1210 every single day in the cafeteria, they saw a fired up person to see them, that I was excited to see them. And it always put a smile on their face. They might've been dreading the workout we were fixed to do, but I think that's the biggest thing that I've taken from coaching and and everything that I've learned, you know, be that constant you know, person in their lives. And, and um, you know, it's it's tough sometimes because no matter what, we all go through some tough times. But, you know, again, it's a choice. I mean, it's a choice to make every single day. Well, that investment you've made in so many guys' lives and your success on the field uh, has been recognized. Uh, congratulations. You've been selected to the 2020 Texas High School Coaches Association Hall of Honor. Would have been this week. Yes. Uh, your your uh, banquet would have been this week, but unfortunately put on hold till February. But congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you know, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited. Being February 21st, it's going to be in, in Dallas around their uh, – their character week that, you know, they have that leadership summit that they're doing. And so we'll do that the night before. So it, it you know, a little bit for me, it's going to be good because there'll be more people that get to actually come. Some of my former players that might not have been able to take off or make the trip to San Antonio, but you talking about a humbling, just humbling. I can think 27 years ago, sitting in the holiday Inn in San Angelo, Texas for the San Angelo clinic. 
and looking around and different people were talking, Bob Stoops, just uh, Mac Brown, all these guys. And I'm sitting by Coach Woods, who was my head coach, who is in the Hall of Fame. I worked for him for nine years and saying, Coach, how do I get to be like these guys? Mm. And he very simply said, well, there's two things I can tell you. You're going to have to outwork everybody, and you're going to have to win a lot of games. And, you know, I think we were lucky to do both of those. We had a great staff that wanted to work and, and love kids, and then we were lucky enough to win a lot of games. But when you talk about humbling, man, it's just when, when Coach Martin called me, I started crying because, mm. you know, I, you, know you, you start thinking about the people. And, and I was on the board, so I've walked into the director's room and, and uh, seen plaques of different people, and you're just like sometimes going – I mean, and humbling to think that my ugly mug will be up there on one of those plaques. Wow. Pretty cool. You talked about, you know, how humbling that is and how meaningful it will be that some of your former players will get to attend in February. But what's it like? Because some of your former players from high school at Cedar Hill are now also at the collegiate level. You coach them alongside Garrett. What's that been like facing your former athletes on college football fields now? No, you you talking about – I mean, it's incredible. Uh, I think we went – so I had a kid uh, – I had a kid playing at UTSA, um, so I got to see him after the game, you know. Um, then whenever we played Oklahoma twice, of course, I got to see Rambo. Um, and then, you know, the other part is so many kids. Like, we, we hired Zach Crabtree, who's going to be a phenomenal coach, but I coached against him at Mansfield, and whenever they beat us that year at OSU – you know, he came up and gave me a big hug and, uh, you know, just seeing those guys. And, and so it's really cool. It's, it's, a, it's a great experience to be on the same field with those guys and then afterwards be able to, of course, talk to them. And, and I'm proud of them. You know, I'm really uh, – so many guys are doing such a great job. And I love whenever I get a text that, hey, Coach, I'm graduating from college or, Coach, I'm, uh, you know, getting married or, Coach, I'm having a kid and – and, you know, stuff like that is just really, really exciting. And so that, that's uh, been a great experience. Let's talk about that. You recently got a, a pretty neat phone call about one of your former players getting married. And you played a big role in that. Can you tell us a little bit about your first time officiating a wedding? Uh, that yeah, It was incredible. And I, I'll tell you what was really cool about that. So I'll never forget because whenever we get hired – we go basically on the road. So we, we well, actually, we came in and tried to put a class together, and that was in December where Baylor was getting ready for a bowl game. And then we go right on the road. So we get to um, – we actually get to start working with them in February. <clears throat> and I, the first meeting I had, I came in there, I introduced myself, you know, talked to them about, you know, who I am, what I believe in. But I told them, I said, look, if you don't invite me to your wedding – or you don't call me when you're having a kid, I've done a terrible job developing the race relationship that I believe in, you know, and this is what I want. And I'd laid out the relationship that what I wanted between us. And uh, Sam and I, we were talking about that story and we were laughing because he goes, coach, not only did I invite you, I invited <laughs> you to do the wedding. And again, uh, God, man, you're talking about just being so blessed. I mean, I really have been truly blessed and, and this year, as tough as it's been, I've had some of the coolest moments that I've had in, in my life of going into the Hall of Fame. But being asked to, to uh, perform that wedding, and we're, in fact, Wetzel and I were just talking about it <clears throat> and Quentin Jordan because 
you talking about a cool experience. First of all, Kelsey, who she's one of the, she, I don't, I don't know if either one of y'all met Kelsey now Tecklenburg, mm-hmm. but you talking about an excited person. She is always excited. <laughs> and, uh, her dad is in a wheelchair. He was in a bad wreck. And so he's, he's quadriplegic. He walked her down the aisle with a walker. Oh, and man. it took wow. a while. And so you talking about standing up there and, you know, holding back tears and she's crying and it was just a cool moment. And then when they finally got up there, me standing between those two on the greatest day of their life and looking out on the con- congregation, it was, man, I, I just, I don't even know if I can put it in words and, you know, I'm full of words and I don't know if I can, because it was just, I can just say humbling. And it was really one of the coolest experiences of my life. And uh, I think I'm going to get to do it again because a couple of the players said, Coach, you did too good of a job. Oh, nice. We might do yours. <laughs> Drew Galich was the funniest because he goes, Coach, I may never get married. But if I do, I said, Drew, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. What a great honor. I it mean, was. To have, I mean, I, I can tell how much it meant to you. And I've seen some pictures. Tech looked cleaned up pretty well. Oh, they looked. He yeah. looked great. You know, and, and, man, you're talking about just what a fun day. Uh, uh, Jason Clemens and Josh Malin were the ushers and um, we're getting ready. The lady that's kind of the setting everything up and putting everybody in place. She says, it's time for the ushers and they turn on thunderstruck (laughs) (laughs) and come out of the groom suite. Like it's the locker room and going nuts and all the, all the, uh, you know, of course, tech and, and all his guys, all the groomsmen, they're, they're just yelling and saying, let's go, let's go. And I'm in there with them. And it really was like a locker room. Yeah. It was like, we're getting ready for a football game. And, uh, that, that was a neat experience. Just, it was really a neat experience for me to sit back and watch again, Drew and, and Ross and tech and Malin and Jason, all the just interact on one of the, his biggest days of his life. So that, that was fun. And then, of course, doing the wedding was just, uh, man, incredible. Relationships, community, home. Now more than ever, these are the things that we're holding fast to. Home should restore us from today and ready us for tomorrow. It's where stories are told and relationships are forged. Within those walls, memories are made, laughter is shared, and family is gathered around the table. For these reasons, we believe in home and that right now there is no better place to be. If you and your family are looking to buy or sell a home, head over to magnoliarealty.com. Magnolia is a proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. I hate my job, but I don't mind getting up in the morning. I dread each day, but I can't wait to get out of bed. You ask me why, and what I'll say to you is true. Well, you can get breakfast tacos at Rudy's Barbecue. Scrambled eggs and brisket, they ain't fooling around. Salsa wrap, son, they're the best in town. Barbecue for breakfast, yes, it's true. Put a smile on your morning at Rudy's Barbecue. You're listening to the Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Here again are Brooke Bednars and John Morris. 
Coach Joey McGuire is our guest, Baylor associate head coach, outside linebackers coach for Baylor football. This is the Sikkim Podcast, a uh, production of Baylor Athletics. And, Coach, uh, all, all I know is you coached the defensive line last year, and no defensive line in the history of Baylor has had as many sacks as your team had last year, your guys had last year, 46 sacks. And then two guys uh, went in the draft, of course, James Lynch and Bravion Roy. Uh, that was a great group and a great Deal, great part in Baylor's success last year. It was. I, I give all the credit to uh, Rule and OCAM. You know, they <laughs> let me tag along with it and, and learn a lot. Uh, you talking about um, just a fun room. I mean, because James Lockhart, Lynch, and Bravion, they had been playing together for a, a good while. And then you had the young guys in there that were learning. And, and of course, young guys, the older guys, are always going to give them a hard time. So that was a fun you know, kind of interaction and chemistry with TJ. And, and you had Cheedy that had been here, so a little bit older. Um, but that room, how much they loved football, how much they wanted to know how to get better, and then just how hard they played. I mean, you go back and you look, and, man, it just looks like a lot of times that somebody stamped at an ant bed and we were, we were the ants and we were just swarming all over. I mean, I just whenever I look at our defense, how – hard they played and how fast they ran in the football and and it was a, a credit a lot of credit up front of how hard that how, how hard those guys played and set the tone and uh, I mean I'm excited to watch them because you know locks with with uh, Pittsburgh I've talked to him a lot actually I've watched uh, Pittsburgh film and talked to him like he'll call me and say hey coach uh, this is what we're doing and we have access to all the NFL mm. stuff so I'll go watch and and he'll, you know, the first time he said, he goes, Coach, you need to watch these two guys. This is who I'm behind. Tell me, you know, what can I do to get better? And so I've probably talked to him four or five times through all of this and, you know, said, hey, okay, I'll watch this. And then he'll call because he wants, you know, he wants to make the team. So to make the team, you got probably be on special teams. So we've talked about that a lot and, and watched film on, on special teams of Pittsburgh. And, you know, so that, that's kind of how those guys are, man. They cared about each other. They cared about each other. They loved each other. Man, they loved football and they loved playing. And so those those guys are fun to coach. Whenever you get that combination, defense all starts up at the front, up there with the D line, and they kind of set the tone, like you said. But you kind of took it one step further and were the unofficial turnover coordinator. I know last year when we spoke with a bunch of the guys at different media availabilities or this or that, they just talked about your energy that you mentioned earlier and how much you wanted those turnovers and how much they played into the success of the program last year. Are you continuing that role? And what's it like being the turnover coordinator? Well, they got to tell all the guys got a text today. And uh, <laughs> here's what's really cool. I mean, you know how we have some phenomenal people here at Baylor and, and our creative team with Jordan, Addison and Pat, they're as good as anybody in the nation, but they are the best in right, the nation. Right. And so I sent Pat a text. I said, Hey Pat, when you have a little downtime, could you do some gifts or, or gifts, whatever it's called? What is, is it? Gifts. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, the little, I said of like turnovers from last year or big hits or everything. And because I was running out of, uh, different things to send the players because I sent it out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and they might get something on the weekends right now. They'll get something every day during the season. But he made me a bunch of them that I sent one out today of, you know, a turnover, and it's real simple. We take three, and that's kind of – that's our goal to have three turnovers. It all started really because Coach Snow was 
tired of me commenting about turnovers whenever I was on offense. <laughs> right. Because, you know, we didn't have a great year the year before in turnovers, and sometimes I can be sarcastic. And so when, as soon as I walked in the room, he said, look, I'm tired of hearing your mouth. Mm-hmm. So this is what you're going to do. <laughs> and I said, all right. You know, and he said, you do it how you want to do it. Um, I'll give you some time. Uh, during our meetings and everything, and and uh, he let me take it and go with it, and you know it was just uh, it goes back to a little bit of um, one we had a really smart defense and uh, we we played really hard, and so when you do those two things, you're in the right place, and you play really play really hard, you got a chance to cause a lot of turnovers. You know, you talked about sacks and turnovers, so o- o- Ohio State was the only team that had more sacks and turnovers than we did in the nation wow. last year. So, wow. Yeah. And which was a big turnaround from the year before. Yes. We were minus nine, I think, in takeaways the year before. So, a huge turnaround. Right. Yeah. Huge. I don't want to bring up the Oklahoma. Where, where three comes from is the Oklahoma game is the first time in 26 seasons that I've ever been in a game where we caused three turnovers and didn't win the game. Wow. And we caused three turnovers. We really thought it was it. And, you know, it kind of got close. And I started yelling, maybe we need one more. And, you know, we couldn't get that one more. But, you know, when you, if you can get three turnovers, no matter what your offense does, like turnover-wise, I mean, you think about it, give the ball to Charlie Brewer, yeah. three more series, good things are going to happen. Yeah. You know, let Larry Fedora call three more series, we're going to score some points. And so that's kind of the, the mindset of getting those, those three turnovers. I think a lot of people, and I, I think I'm one of them, uh, think you fit in on the defensive side of the ball. Just your your personality, your outgoing, you know, your energy on that side of the ball. I, obviously, you can coach anywhere, any position. You've been a head coach also. Do you think you fit better on the defensive staff? Yeah, I, I think I do. You know, I came here as an offensive coach. If you go back and remember, Rule brought his entire defensive staff mm-hmm. with him. So when we sit down and we interviewed – um, I, I started out my career the first five years on the offensive side of the ball. I actually started out coaching tight ends. And then uh, for my last 18 years, I was on the defensive side from an assistant coach. And then because I was assistant coach, I spent a lot more time, you know, on the defensive side when I became a head coach. And um, so, one, I think my personality fits that side. And, and then I just have a passion for it. But – Whenever I got through talking to Coach, I just fell in love with his plan that I wanted to be at Baylor. So I said, Coach, man, I'll coach whatever you want me to coach. First two years, of course, and then we had Fran Brown left, and he moved some people around, and he came to me and said, hey, do you want to be on the defensive side? And I was like, Coach, yes, 100%. I'd love to go back. And then just a chance to learn from Phil Snow is just that was incredible, incredible. And now with Coach Aranda, obviously defensive background there. What's that like knowing his defensive background and knowing it's his first time to be a head coach? Right. I mean, you, you've uh, you've got a special role there. Well, it's been good. Um, you know, I, I'm learning something every day from, from him, and I love it. And I would tell you, in fact, I said this the other day. We were on a Zoom call, and I said, man, whenever he talks to defense, man, it's just different. Mm. I mean, you're just talking about really one of the greatest defensive minds in college football, and he has such a good uh, perspective on so many things. And so I just I just try to absorb everything that he's talking about. I mean, he, he really has uh, just a, a special thought process. And, and when he does, man, you're talking about the detail and, and what he wants it to look like. Uh, it's, it's fun to learn that side. And, you know, I, I love it, and 
I'm, I'm really excited. That is the strangest. You're talking about the strangest, one of the strangest things about all this. Not only have they not seen the players, but I've never coached with any of these guys mm. besides Sean Bell. So we've never been on the grass together other than like the winter conditioning. So they've never seen me coach. I, You know, you all play off of each other. It's like a when you have a really good staff, it's just kind of that ebb and flow of everything. And we haven't had that. So that's something else that's going to be new that we've got to figure each other out. When we were talking, I've been able to kind of speak with some of the, the players, this and that, especially with the Baylor football live interviews and things of that nature. And they all were talking about how they're just looking forward to getting on the grass and figuring everything out. But they also mentioned that it was neat on how one thing that you guys did was kind of take the players and put them with different coaches in those Zoom meetings to get to know coaches that maybe aren't there exact position group so to build the Baylor football family even tighter um what was that like for you guys I know you've worked with both sides of the ball but you're also getting to know your own coaching staff like you mentioned um so how have you kind of been able to do that as a coach get to know the other coaches and how they work and things of that nature through zoom like through zoom hours and hours and hours of through zoom um that you know that's been fun and, and, and you know it was a great idea to get the to get to know these guys. And then the coaches were mixed up too. I mean, usually you had a position coach running it, but you had some of the QCs and, and the GAs and some of the ops staff on all the meetings. And, and so that was good, you know, to get to know the guys and kind of get to, you know, you still had some new guys on there so that I didn't know really well um, that, I mean, some of the mid-year guys that you were trying to get to know whenever they first got here. Um, and then our Zoom meetings, I mean, you got some characters. Ron Roberts is a character now. I, that's another guy. I mean, I've learned a lot from him, and I love listening to him talk about defense. And and uh, but he's a character. He's really funny. And so getting to know those guys has been been good. We had that was a good thing that we had a little bit of time with each other, so we kind of had an idea. Um, but you know, we've we've gone through a bunch of installs and trying to get uh, to where we can go out and and uh, put a put a football team on there. And and so it's been. It's been interesting to get to know those guys. It's been fun, too. I mean, it's a fun staff to be a part of. It's a really, really good staff to be a part of. So how do you feel this week's going to go? Not only excited to get on the field and work with the players, but also get to be around the other coaches and hear how they coach and see how they do things and, and them you as well. It's going to be good. You know, it's a, it's a learning experience for everybody, um, you know, and, and I think we'll, we'll – uh, We'll ramp it up, you know, hopefully more and more as these weeks go by and and uh, get on the field as much as we can, you know, what they'll allow us to do, um, meaning they NCAA-wise. And, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it, you know. I, I mean, I know y'all both are the same. I'm a lifelong learner. I mean, I, I've learned and one of, another thing, one of my really good friends, I, I was talking – and uh, I said, man, I am so bored. And they said, you need to read. And so I've read, I think I'm on my eighth book right really? now through yeah. COVID. And, and so, and I'm not a reader. Um, <laughs> you know, if it's not football, I'm really, you know, I'm really not a reader. And so I think it's one of those deals that get a chance to learn and we'll learn from them. And, and hopefully they'll learn something from me. And, and we get better and better as we get ready for that first week or whenever we're going to kick it off. Yeah. That's funny you mentioned that. I just finished my seventh book. I there just you finished go. it last night, so I'm on that same path. Brooke, close this out. Oh, all right. Well, this is kind of the, the staple of this podcast, and I know John and I, we've spent a long time talking about what we're looking forward to, but 
for you, I mean, football is so much of, you know, not just the game, but also life with the marriages that we've talked about and the things of that nature and, you know, the relationships that you hope to build with all of these guys. But when Baylor athletics finally return, what are you looking forward to most? Well, I'm looking forward one to getting back with everybody, our Baylor family, you know, really looking forward to that to where I can get to see, walk down the hall and, and get to see everybody. But, you know, the one thing is a coach, I, I think we're going to be really good on offense. I mean, I think, I think we're going to be really good on defense, but I think we're going to be really good on offense because of so much experience. But what I'm looking forward to the most is some of the new guys on defense, that light's going to come on and you're going to see some guys play like a James Lynch, or what he's done in the past. I mean, I cannot wait to see Cheedy play full time. I mean, the guy's been working his tail off, you know, stuff like that. Guys that it's their time, you know, Chris Miller's gone. So what's JT Woods where it's, it is, you know, I'm not the backup. I, I, I'm not the guy rely, that now they're going to have to rely on me and seeing the light come on. And there's always that one guy that you're like, man, is he going to get it? Is he going to get it? And he's working, he's working. And all of a sudden, boom, he's got it. That's the best thing about coaching. When you see that light come on and I can't wait, cause it's going to come on and, and uh, we're going we're gonna to get to the football. We're going to be excited when we get there, and we're going to knock the ball out and get some turnovers. Coach, we appreciate your time. You got me excited about football. Let's this is go. great here in the Let's middle of go. July. <laughs> Congratulations again on the, uh, your selection to the Texas High School Coaches uh, Association Hall of Honor. Tremendous honor. Congratulations to you on that, and we appreciate you being with us this week. It's good to see you all. All right. Brooke, uh, thanks. Great to see you. And we appreciate Coach Joey McGuire on this week's Sikkim Podcast. We'll be back with another Sikkim Podcast next week. For Brooke Bednars, I'm John Morris. And for Coach Joey McGuire, thanks for tuning in to this week's Sikkim Podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast. Presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco. Online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast has been a production of Baylor Athletics.